right, welcome back to another great episode of Dan on Top. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz, and today we've got a special guest, Andrew Bermudez, CEO of Digsy. Andrew, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Can you hear me? Can hear you loud and clear. Thank you so much for joining us. I understand that you are a busy man. You've got a lot going on, and we really appreciate you taking the time to uh, spend here today with us. So first of all, I'd like to just jump right in. Tell our viewers, who is Andrew Bermudez? Great question. Uh, I am a loser, and thank you for attending. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a former commercial real estate broker with Lee & Associates. I was at first office uh, that Bill Lee opened in Irvine, California. I was there for over a decade, and then I left to start a couple of technology companies in uh, commercial real estate. About five years ago, I got together with the board member of Zillow and some of the early founding members of LoopNet and started Digsy which is an online marketplace for commercial real estate. That's a little bit different than, than, than most other marketplaces out there. Uh, we understand that uh, commercial real estate and any real estate really is visual. So one of the things we really focus on is making sure that um, people who market listings and people who review listings are uh, getting more of a visual experience. So for example, what you'll see is if you go to our website, you'll see virtual tours at the top, lots of pictures, et cetera. And then for those who don't have those assets, we actually have a network uh, of uh, team members who shoot virtual tours and photography and can put together these visual assets for people throughout the United States. So usually if somebody needs a virtual tour, it costs a couple grand, uh, we can do it uh, for a few hundred dollars. And that not only helps them better market the properties on behalf of their clients and landlords, or if you are the landlord, it makes it easier to market a property to uh, a broker who's representing a tenant or a buyer. But at the same time, it just really just like levels a playing field as to bringing great marketing for a visual experience, which in most listing databases online, you get a picture and maybe a floor plan. Sure. We think that if you're trying to preview buildings for your clients, you kind of like need to be able to pre-tour the building. So that's really what we're doing. It's becoming a, an easier virtual experience for commercial real estate. That's awesome. So how did you make that switch? What was that moment where you went from being that commercial real estate broker to shifting into this uh, you know, tech space? Uh, the short answer is before I got into commercial real estate, I was a self-taught programmer. And that helped me in my career because I was building little programs and online marketing things. This is back in like the late 90s. Uh, and then as I got busier um, and I ran teams, I had no time to program myself. So I would hire friends of mine to program uh, automation or online digital marketing services uh, that would basically help us better uh, do the business, better automate the processes that were just consistent. As a salesperson, you don't want to remember I have to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three, four, eight, nine. Uh, you kind of want to automate that so that they have more time uh, really just being social and speaking with a client and, and trying to win the business. So. That's awesome. then, then after that, naturally, naturally, you know, I was making, I was top five of the top 10 and I'm going, ah, do I want to continue just making money or do I really just want to go out there and sort of build something? And it took a while to kind of like do that. A lot of my clients were, came from the dot-com era. So they always like for seven years, they had told me go out and build something. I just didn't see the opportunity until around 2012 when I left. Wow. And do you see this as a product that's going to totally revolutionize the way that commercial real estate is, is traded? Um, it's a good question. So whenever I, you know, I've invested in a couple of startups myself. Whenever I hear the word revolutionary or 
disruptive. I'm, I'm cautious about that because they feel like buzzwords and it's really just um, the, the pudding is actually the proof, right? It's not so much the proof is in the pudding, but the pudding is actually like the, the actual proof. Um, I hope so. Um, I think uh, the hypothesis that we've had keeps on proving. Uh, and I hope that it, it will consist to be that way. But one thing for sure is we understand that real estate is visual. And um, what we've gotten so far is just text and maybe a couple pictures of a building. Uh, having have been a broker, I know that, you know, running a search, looking at descriptions, looking at the text, have like ceiling height and all this other stuff, dock high doors if you're in office, the build out, calling the broker, trying to get floor plans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera makes a process that should probably take anywhere between 50 to 20 minutes and it, it basically prolongs it to about a 24-hour period sure. and i just think there's a lot of room for efficiency and if a picture is worth a thousand words i think that a virtual tour or better photography and ease of use when you're running those searches can really uh, just help minimize that 24-hour period to hopefully just a few minutes that's great that's great now is this a service that's designed more for brokers who are going to be able to gather that information quickly and efficiently, or is it also targeted to owners as well? It's actually open. So we don't just target brokers. Um, the, we have property owners, property managers, uh, brokers, brokerages, investment brokers, listing anything from multifamily to industrial office, retail, et cetera, on our platform. It's also free to list. Um, so you don't have to pay us to list and we're nationwide. So you can go in there and, and, and do that. You, you can upgrade if you see value and getting more exposure, or if you want to, you know, get heavily discounted virtual tours and digital assets that can actually enhance the market. And then you can become a paid member. Okay, great. So aside from those paid memberships, so tell us more about how the product is monetized. Yeah. So it's actually pretty simple. Um, so what happens is we know that, most people want to market their properties at the same time. If you come in, let's say you list today and in your market, you had, let's say you're, you list at eight o'clock in the morning today in about 24 hours. If you had 50 people list, uh, you're going to be like maybe on page five, seven or 10 mm -hmm. statistically, uh, most searchers don't go past page, meaning they don't even see like the page three a lot of the times. So the, uh, the thing is, if you want to get more, uh, more visual, uh, you want to get basically more exposure, you want to be seen, or if you also want to be able to uh, provide virtual tours and provide a better search experience, so that uh, whether it's a broker on our website or whether it's a tenant, on, a tenant or a buyer on the website, they can, you can actually kind of really just hack your way to being a, a better experience. You could have two buildings, one's better than the other one, but one has a virtual tour, the other one doesn't. And then because you have a virtual tour and you're able to see it internally, you kind of fall in love with that one already. Uh, you're able to do that. Now, the other thing too is um, if you want to, you have to be seen. If it's free, you have to be seen in order for somebody to, to, uh, to inquire on the property, right? Um, one thing that we do is we basically retarget uh, everybody who's searching for similar properties. So, like, let's say I list today uh, a million dollar office or industrial building, and then uh, I'm on, like later in the day I'm on page four, but then um, somebody came in right after I listed or or within 24 hours that was looking for the same property but maybe like a mile or two miles away. The system will actually come back and go. Oh, 
okay, these brokers and these tenants and these buyers are looking for something similar. Let's send them a notification saying, hey, you have to look at Dan's building for a million bucks. Mm. So it's about intelligent search and being able to retarget these people. But at the end of the day, it's better. It, it's it's about improving the search experience, which in turn improves the listing experience and the marketing experience for commercial real estate professionals. Interesting. So, you know, I've got a background. I'm a former business development executive at Amazon. Sounds to me, as you're describing this, it's very similar to the Amazon search experience, right? Whether Correct. it's sponsored products that come up at the top of the page or suggested searches. I think that that's really great because what you are doing is exactly what you said. You're creating a better search experience for the user. And ultimately, you're creating a better listing experience for the, the person that's utilizing the platform to get in front of those buyers. Yeah, you know, one, one interesting thing that I want to say, like, I think for, because your audience is, like we were talking before the show, it's brokers, investors, etc. And one thing that, especially investors, right, like, a lot of investors invest throughout the country, but usually you might get an OM, right? And if you get an OM, an offering memorandum, like, it's like a, an enhanced brochure with a lot more pages, uh, you have, like, the analysis of the building, if it's an investment, if it's an owner user, usually the OMs are shorter, they're just brochures. But the one thing is, if you're looking at property nationwide, uh, you get a picture, maybe you get a floor plan, and then you get a little aerial, like what's surrounding, but you actually want to see that property. And the, the thing is, like, even if it's not like, let's say I reach out to the broker, right? If the broker can just, let's say the broker's in Indiana, the property is in Florida. And let's say I'm the investor and I'm in Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. If the broker chief just fire up Zoom and then walk me through the property and say, hey, here's the tenant, here's the vacant space. By the way, we can do X, Y, and Z, and we can credit this at the end of escrow because it needs some deferred maintenance, et cetera. And they can walk me through the property. We just actually saved ourselves a flight, mm-hmm. time going back and forth, arrangement and everything else. And who knows? I may even make an offer over the phone because I can already have a pretty good feel for the property. And I want to make sure I don't lose that opportunity. But now me as a broker, I'm just like, dude, I just toured a building in Florida, like on my desk, like at my desk. That's so awesome. it's just the savings and the time and the productivity to be able to do these things. We didn't have the opportunity to do that before. And the other thing too, is like when you do with virtual tours or anything like that, uh, the problem has always been cost. It costs anywhere from like 10 cents, actually 11 cents or 17 cents a foot. And then, you know, 90% of the transactions are leasing, right? We know this. Uh, it doesn't make sense that listing brokers will make enough commission to do that. But on top of that, those little spaces, whether it's a thousand square feet or 8,000 or 10,000 square feet, once you, you know, do the deal, so spend a lot of time doing it. And then you split the, the, the commission with the house 50, 50, and you split the commission with like five people on your team, you end up making 300 bucks. You know what I mean? So it's uh, being able to have these assets where you can just say, look, let's just, Let's not go back and forth. Okay, Mr. Tenant, you do this. Okay, your insurance. Sounds good. How many years have you been in business? They do the pre-qualification. Okay, are you in front of your computer? Great. Let's just walk the tour. We don't even have to publish the virtual tours online, but what they do is they do that. We have so many clients, landlords and brokers, who were having us do virtual tours, and I was talking to my team. Like, they're not publishing them. Like, hey, do not put it in your website. That's what they were told us. I'm like, we're like, well, why'd you have us shoot it? And then they told us what they were doing, and we just thought it was brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. They're literally touring space from their desk, and they're just closing deals because the tenant or the buyer doesn't want to go out there and spend a week looking for space. They just want to find it now. Like they right. want 
that Amazon experience. Like I want to press the prime button and it's on, on its way. And they told me two days, but most likely it's going to be here this evening. Yeah. There you go. And I think that that's, it's all about exceeding those customer expectations. And if you've got a product that makes things either simpler, faster, or cheaper, uh, you're, you know, you're in a, in a winning position. So, hey, you, know, you mentioned that you know, you've, you've, you've got investment and in, in partnership from, from you know, former um, board members at Zillow, from uh, the VP at LoopNet, and a CEO of Apple. How did you link up with these, you know, these big characters to, to put this all together? Yeah, you know, it's actually pretty basic uh, how I do it. It's funny. Um, so the board member of Zillow, Gordon Stevenson, is an investor and advisor of our company. And before I met him, actually, uh, the founder of Trulia, Pete Flint, uh, was introduced to me by a friend who used to own a co-working space up in the Bay Area. So I was out visiting the Bay Area, and he put me in touch with Pete, who's a C, the founder and CEO of Trulia. He's no longer there. And then he left and started this uh, venture capital firm, an accelerator called NFX. It stands for Network Effects. So I messaged, I messaged Pete, and Pete knows that Gordon's an investor in my company. So I'm like, hey, Pete, I keep on seeing your partner on the YouTube videos about marketplaces. I love the shirt. Can you send me one? And sure enough, she sent me the picture that he sent me the shirt with a little nice card last week. And he's not an investor in our company. But that shows you right there. The reason I mentioned that is because it's a relationship thing. And when sure. you there's, there's two things that I've done is – uh, being a super connector is like nobody is born a super connector, but being able to like ask a lot of questions when you meet people and say, Hey Dan, what do you need? And you might be saying like, dude, I'm, I'm having such a hard time. I need a virtual assistant or I need an assistant or I need, or I have a friend of mine who just lost their engineer. And I go, dude, I hired one, I don't know, three people that were really qualified. Let me send them over to you. So being able to add value to other people's lives and just ask connections. And then the second, uh, the third thing I would say is that asking for advice, like basically, let's say the way that I, the way that uh, I met the former CEO of Apple, Gil Emilio. So he bought next computer, brought Steve Jobs back as an investor and advisor of mine. Literally when I was in commercial real estate, uh, this is back in, I want to say the very, very early two thousands. Uh, he had left Apple and he, there was a, uh, in the business journal, there was a thing that he had moved to Newport Beach, California, and he was starting a uh, uh, like a company called Applecore. So, dude, Apple computer, it was before everybody had an iPod and everything else, and I would just literally cold call the living headlights out of this guy. Wow. And never answer me. His assistant would be super nice to me. And then one day, I call his assistant because I had thought about starting a business. I go, hey, you know, I, I, I know that Gil's never called me, but... I'm actually thinking about starting a technology company across real estate. Uh, I don't want to do real estate or anything like that. I just want some advice. Uh, can you convey this message to Gil? Sure enough, she's like, he can meet you at the Gulfstream restaurant at noon on Thursday next week. <laughs> wow. There you go. Sometimes so asking it pays for to advice. ask that advice. Yeah. Yeah, asking. So there's a saying in venture capital and an entrepreneur, in startup entrepreneurship, that says, "Ask for advice, you get money. Ask for money, you get advice." <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's it's all about really just driving value and asking for just networking, really, Dan, like like you do. It's it's really about just networking. That that's that's really it, and just making sure that you're not networking like superficially, where you know you meet this like big dog or somebody that's super important. 
and you just chat and then you're friends, that's not going to happen. You have to drive value. So you want to make sure that you genuinely ask their questions, what they're looking for, kind of et cetera. And then you go, great. Hey, that, if I if I come across any of that, let, I'll let you know. And then just spending a little bit of time when you get back and just go, hey, I really want to develop a relationship with this one person out of the 100 people I met tonight. And what can I do to enhance this person's life? And it's it's just basically boils down to true relationships, like genuine relationships and being able to help people out. There you go. Love it. Genuine relationships, adding value, asking for advice. Very, very, very much on point here. So we've got about a minute and a half left. This has been really awesome so far. I want to switch it up real quickly while we close it out. You know, you've done a lot, right? You've been in the brokerage world, the startup world. You have your own company. You're working in this uh, digital space to help, change. you know, in a certain sense, change the industry a little bit. If you could give our viewers three pieces of advice or maybe lessons that you learned during your career, what would those be? Market sizing, number one. Uh, market sizing will kill you. You can have a great idea, but it could be like your audience might be too small to make that idea a big business. I wanted to build a big business. So you can actually have a niche idea and the market size, uh, market size is number one. We can spend an hour on, on the mistakes I made of market sizing. Two is spend two to three times more time trying to hire the right co-founders than work on the business itself or even start it up because mm. the people around you make the whole difference. In fact, if I was to start again, I have an idea that I want to make a better, I want to make a yellow toaster. I wouldn't even like think about the specs or schematics or anything else. I would go find a hardware person and I would go try to find like an ops, former successful person to say, hey, we have this idea. Let's see if we can market size it, et cetera, and see if we can make something bigger. So I would say those two things. It's all about the team and uh, market sizing. Awesome. Well, hey, this has been fun and very valuable. I really appreciate it. Andrew Bermudez, thank you so much for adding value to the viewers of our show. Thanks for having me on, man. It's been great, and it's good to see your face. <laughs> yeah, likewise, likewise. Well, hey, I'm Dan Lukowitz. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top. We're looking forward to seeing you soon.